Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, LLC, where we make your goals our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year, and five-time winner of Best of Gwinnett award in endocrinology, diabetes, and metabolism practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit wholefoodhealthcoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. WorkWell is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, my faith, bringing you what I hope you're finding to be compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support for your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms via Business Radio X, you're listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Let's do this. I love starting with a funny story. So today, the funny story is Victoria's secret is out. A woman asked her husband to go shopping with her. He reluctantly agreed. But when he found himself stuck in a lingerie shop while she tried on one garment after another, he regretted his decision. Impatient and bored, he asked the sales clerk, is there anything in this store for men? To which she answered, sir, Everything in this store is for men. Uh, thank you. Well, if you've been listening to our podcast, then you know that each week I try to offer you some inspiration and information. I like to encourage you to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or begin that healthy self dialogue to excite and generate movement in the direction of your healthier self. So this year, 2023, we started with new beginnings in January. In February, we spent the whole month talking about heart health, and you've been following along with us, you couples and individuals out there, this month of March, Marvelous Marriage Marathon Month. And my guest host for the whole month has been my husband, Jack. I love it. Love being here with you, babe. (laughs) It's been so fun. And I'm so excited. Today, we celebrate our 49th wedding anniversary. Not just this week, not just this month, but today. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) March 23rd, 1974 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Stephanie Sacken, 15 years old, and Jack Wolf, 17-year-old, were married in front of our family and our school friends, and we said, I do. He's amazing. He's always been amazing. Just ask him. He'll tell you. And or just ask me. I love to talk about him. He loves to talk about me. And we're just excited that you're all with us here today. And um, we love to challenge you. So last time we challenged you to make your own list of spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical ways to exercise your love muscles. And yes, women, we said um, that we dared you to outgive your husband and Jack challenged the men to outgive their wives. So how'd you feel about that leg of our um, time together, Jack? Why, Why should people listen to that? Or what was your favorite moment? Well, there were just so many great uh, tips and advice that 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 you that we, we were able to give just out of experience, 
And, uh, you know, we don't have a secret recipe, but the secret recipe, I think, is working together, working hard on those things. You know, uh, obviously, the, the topic was exciting and fun, and I'm sure a lot of guys probably uh, grabbed a hold of that information and said, hey, now, this is some science that I'm really interested in. <laughs> and uh, as far as, but how God's designed us, body, soul, and spirit, and he's the inventor of love, making love and procreating, and he, he intended it for everything that we experience and everything that he, all the desires of his heart as well. So uh, I think it was great all the way around. I love that. Thank you for, you probably got everybody interested. Those who didn't listen yet really need to listen. And I always say, listen to them in order because they're kind of layer upon layer. That was kind of our hope or my hope anyway, when we got started. And um, we're just encouraging you because during the Marvelous Marriage Marathon Month, uh, we're talking, you know, mar- marriage is a marathon. It's really not a sprint. It's, it's something right. that you... It's the long distance run, right? That's right. Pacing yourself. <laughs> I like to pace yourself. <laughs> so uh, we've kind of been celebrating the entire month, I feel like, you know, partially because of the podcast, but also because we just got back from a trip to Houston, Texas with our our son and his wife of 23 years yeah. and our two granddaughters out there. And they've been wanting us to go to the Houston Rodeo, the largest rodeo in the world. So yeah. we spent a whole week uh, there driving out and enjoying the rodeo with the family. Talk about our cultural immersion into a <laughs> whole other world. Yeah, listen, you, if you get a chance to go to the rodeo, uh, particularly the Houston rodeo, it is three weeks, 20 days of immersion into cowboy life when you see uh, little girls riding on the back of a sheep and real men kind of men riding a bull that and it's interesting that during the bronco during the bull riding they would announce this bull has never been ridden let's see how long he can stay on there like yeah okay uh, that's uh, that's <laughs> check that off my yeah. bucket list <laughs> i'm a construction worker i'm not a bull rider Oh, man. Among other things. Go ahead. Uh, no, I love that. Thank you for that. And thank you for that week uh, away. And thank you, Chad and Annie, for hosting us and just making it a really special week. Um, we're very excited about that week. And it's something we've never done. It was an adventure for us. And I lo- we love a good adventure. Absolutely. So we were like all in. And it might become a yearly thing. Who knows? So, um, But I'm proud of the distance that we've traveled. And we've done some pretty amazing things together. And we've taken some pretty awesome trips together. We've shared one adventure after another. In fact, that was one of our toasts one year from yeah. one adventure to another together. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I love that. And it, it doesn't have to be a, a, an adventure is whatever's in your heart, right? It's not about uh, the distance that you travel to make it an adventure, but you, we could make, you know, the time we went and just had, uh, um, you know, on your 60 by 60 where we went to Lake Lanier and had a little picnic basket underneath the, the tree uh, just a few miles from the house. But yeah. that was, uh, it was a, an adventure. It was fun. It was invigorating. It was replenishing on every level. So yes. yeah, it's what you make of That's it, good. right? That's right. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And like not. you said, don't have to go very far. But um, same with our uh, 46, I believe it was when we celebrated 46 ways around the house because we were on lockdown oh, right. at the time. And so 46 ways to enjoy our, our anniversary yeah. during that time. Yeah. So we thought of several of them that yes, were we quite did. interesting, keeping it an adventure. <laughs> um, but moving to Georgia with $200 in our pocket to start a church, our little family of four. I mean, that was a big adventure and, um, and growing it to a thousand members. And we've been around the world on missions work and now ministering, you know, pretty much you more than me, but ministering to, um, ministers, I guess, um, mentor, a mentor to, 
Yeah. And current leaders and their teams and helping to heal marriage and just the different kinds of things that God has allowed us to do has been pretty exciting. So um, none of it would have been possible without our faith in Jesus Christ and his redemptive power, because we already shared. Yeah, we shared how, you know, how we started out. Our first seven years were pretty rocky and uh, we definitely overcame some challenges. But a lot of them, you know, tried to overtake us um, pretty much as a as a family. And they did. didn't. But this month we've been walking through my clean concepts, um, but we've kind of been looking at it a little bit differently through the eyes of a husband and a wife who desire a happy, healthy marriage. We started like in the clean concept with C, um, our core values and those that we live by. They build a strong foundation and we feel like it, it does that from the inside out. It's not just what people see on the outside. It's the fact that we enjoy working on our marriage. And you heard Jack talk about it um, as well, how much we spend on each other and the relationship that we share. is It's no accident. That's you right. know, so that's awesome. You know, the Bible has verses as iron sharpens iron. As one man sharpens another, you know, and that's talking about humanity, but the same thing, you know, the, the, if we're, if we're going to have a sharp knife, you got to get in there and grind on it a little bit to really hone it up. And that's true in every marriage relationship, every family. And so if you don't allow that sharpening to happen, don't be afraid of the sparks, but let the process do what it's supposed to do and sharpen each other up. So it's good. I love the, the first time we uh, talked well, and the second time pretty much about taking care of your home and your house, mm-hmm. turning that those kind of work uh, relation, putting on your work gloves and grabbing your <laughs> sponges and shovels and really taking care of your household. So we shared our core values of faith, family, fit, uh, food, fitness, friends, fun, finance, you know, I guess there's all F's, but, and then lifestyle, we talk about how we lived it out and the values that we placed on our lives individually and how that affects us as a married couple. If I'm spending time on myself and getting better at being the wife that you deserve, then obviously I, you know, we're better as a couple. And I think then last time we were together, exercise our love muscles. So it was so fun to talk about all of them. And today we're going to talk about the attitudes that can take you the distance. Mm -hmm. So those things that go beyond the I do to the I am. So let's start with I do. And we're going to get a little help from Shania Twain from this moment on. especially the verse um, that's a little bit before it talking about how blessed we've been and uh, and that was an ex- that's an expectation you know behind the I do and I love weddings I especially love your weddings and uh, being in ministry since 1985 you've done a lot of weddings mm. and I love it because you make it so romantic and you lay a foundation of what love Uh, in a marriage is all about and how beautiful it can be. And that means a lot to me. Every time I hear you share that, 
um, I, I just get excited about it all over again. And it's such a joy to see the two lives joined together in holy matrimony and not just from a legal standpoint and, you know, all that, but really from heart to heart. And yeah. you share in such a way that you don't just officiate a wedding. No. You, you actually become a part of right. that ceremony. Yeah. I get invested in every couple that I've married. I, I know I've done well over a hundred weddings, I'm sure in every kind of situation, um, you know, with, with, with some creative weddings here and there, but I, I never marry anybody that I don't spend time with, that I don't speak with, that I, and it's interesting. A lot of couples, they can be a little tentative, like, oh, marriage, marriage counseling. I don't really like marriage counseling. Maybe marriage coaching would be a much better word. You know, but people feel like there's something wrong with them. There's not, everybody needs coached. Mm. And, um, and so, you know, that, that, uh, that time that I spend with a couple, I'm investing in them out of our own lives, out of the things that we, you and I have learned, uh, not just out of some book somewhere that sounds good and nothing, anything wrong with that, but you can mix all those things together and say, I try to give them this idea that uh, like a mechanics tool chest when you uh, get get to you know you get a little beginner set here and uh, it's going to be your responsibility to continue to add to that set as the years go uh, years go by and then the culmination of uh, the wedding uh, I'm invested it's not just I'm not just marrying somebody I'm marrying a couple that I've invested in and they've got to know me and I've got to know them and so in that regard, it becomes something very personal. And I always do get emotional at weddings. It never feels like I'm just, well, here's another wedding. It's always a very touching time for me because it is a sacred, sacred, beautiful thing that the Lord's uh, given us. It's lovely. And I love it. So I know I, I, when I look at them, you know, two young hearts gazing lovingly and adoringly into the eyes of the other on the day that they choose to become one. And I love hearing you talk about the hero in the story when you yeah. tell a little story that's amazing and the positive way that you share about um, the beauty of the refining process, which you share it in such a positive way. I've heard it shared in a not, not so positive way. Um, like, be careful and look out and things are bad and yeah, it I'm could sure get worse. Yeah, day to really give a little doomsday message. To <laughs> I don't body, think right? so. We were at a wedding where I was, I, I, I almost wanted to cry myself. Like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I know. I think it, 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 was more of a warning about wedding, you know, um, and marriage. But I love that, you know, the way you share about the two being better than one. And I always tear up. And each time I hear the vows, I ask myself again, do I still appreciate that refining process as the two of us share our life together? And some of the, th the iron mm. sharpening iron, like you were talking about, uniting in every way. But and during those moments when I'm hearing the vows that are shared again, I do, you know, it's, but it's when the sparks are flying that sometimes it's not as fun and uh so i love the the fact that um those weddings are pretty special to you and and i get to i go to all of them i don't think i've ever missed one yep i don't think you have either well you know and, and uh um you know sparks do sparks do fly but it's uh, having an awareness of the i think over time i mean just developing a sensibility of oh here's some sparks we need to pay attention to versus like what sparks you know where, yeah. where did this come from type of thing 
That's good. And I know that you've been privileged to conduct the weddings for both of our sons Mm. and their lovely brides now married 27 and 23 years. Forgive me if I get those numbers wrong, but, um, but I know it's been a long time and they've definitely celebrate year after year. I love it that they're following in our footsteps. It makes me all emotional even now to think about it, but, Mm. um, nothing on earth makes us more proud than that. No, nothing. And there, there's not a, not the greatest, the greatest privilege I've ever had in ministry is uh i'll be i'll cry now yeah but doing doing our boys uh weddings yeah they're precious yeah and they they live into that that those you know vows now and um even now and i see them both investing and and all four of them just really investing in their marriage and it means a lot to them and um but i think about the words you know i do and i will and those two simple you know, words that stand for so much when you consider the questions that precede them in the marriage vows, you know, questions that will require the, will you dot, 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 and you respond, I will, or do you, you know, these things, and you respond, I do. And there's so much promise behind those words on that day. They seem so meaningless later in life when you see people in divorce court. It's like they've forgotten all of those things. And I always remember how you try to make them feel like they need to hold on to those emotions. You know, look at each other in the eye and and really, um, you know, remember who this person is and this feeling that you have as you look at um, your mate's eyes or, or something to that effect. You say it much better than that. <laughs> well, and divorce is unfortunate, of course. And, you know, um, that, that movie, uh, Bruce Almighty, has, uh, you know, that, that was a very touching movie that if, if you watch that film, you know, because uh, he wanted his, you know, wife back so much. And, uh, and yet, while God is super powerful, he does not violate our will. And mm-hmm. sometimes another person can want to go another direction regardless of how the other person actually feels. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot we can do about that except trust God to help us to heal through that process. And so uh, it is, uh, th- those those things are unfortunate. I do know that um, a lot of times when I'm with couples, I'll, I'll try to remind them, while this is a very special day, this is not the best day of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great day in your life um, when you get married, but the journey just begins mm-hmm. when you walk out of the, where the church or the park or wherever you get married. And um, yes, put a lot of emphasis on it, but then this, this day forward, um, what we're going to build on from this day forward is really the the excitement as well, right? Yeah. It's not just, it's all not all captured in on that day. Yeah. That's the you, beginning. You mentioned, you know, spending money on your marriage and your married life. And there's so much money spent on the wedding, you know, and yeah. all the people and everyone surrounding the whole event. And, and it is supposed to be a celebration. That's what it it's is. all about, yeah, of course. you know, certainly, but whether it's a big white wedding or in front of a justice of the peace, um, you know, there should be that vow that matters. And yeah. I kind of get tired of the, um, reports that are outlining the comparisons of, you know, Christian versus non-Christian divorces, especially, mm-hmm. 
now mm. that you know both have risen to outrageous proportions. So um, and you know there I, I offer the defense as you know that Christian couples actually believe still believe in marriage, so they do get married, and uh, maybe there's a, others that in that comparison group that just live together and break up and live together and break up, and so there is a higher divorce rate among um, Christ followers, in my opinion, and those who believe in uh, marriage and those nuptials and those vows. Um, but even knowing that divorce on either side of that, or even breakups, mm-hmm. um, they pain my heart because yeah. there's usually investment in that, regardless of whether it's a, you know, there's a do- signed document or not. Someone who has spent time with someone and invested in a relationship only to break apart. I mean, you know, hearts get broken, but we're pretty much talking about vows for the most part today and the I do and the I wills. So what happens to our values and our commitment um, that we make on that day? Yeah. Just having that, you know, we, we commit to things and, and, uh, and it's easy in our society. I think it, it, um, perpetuates a, I really don't have to stick to much of anything. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, what you do stick to is what's going to last. And, um, you know, I'm going to stick, you know, people who don't stick to their job, find out that they can't get a job after a while because they're not dependable. Mm -hmm. Right. And sticking to those kind of commitments as hard as it is, but it's worth how hard it is at times to follow through with our commitments, what we said we're going to do and work through it. And mm-hmm. we've done that. We'll continue to do that. Like that till death do us part. Yeah. You know, amen. and it's like things can change over time, but a lot of times it's we change. And what exactly did we mean when we stood before God and a minister or our friends and family when we spoke the words I do or made the promise I will? Um, and of course, like Jack said, we're not so naive to believe that there could never be room for divorce ever because we know that divorce happens. But shouldn't it be maybe a little less and not so much more happening, especially as we grow and mature in relationship or mature in our faith? Um, shouldn't we be learning maybe from some of the mistakes that we've made and, you know, growing less selfish and prideful and arrogant or stubborn. I mean, even stubbornness, I think stubbornness, um, because of the scripture, Moses allowed for divorce because of stubbornness. So I don't know, you know, what our listeners believe about divorce or, or marriage or even vows for that matter, but I know what we believe and that's what I share, um, is what we believe. And so, um, know that we're not preaching against divorce. That doesn't, um, that's not a part of what this is about. Um, we're merely questioning the value system behind, you know, where a marriage is now. So, um, and the thought process and to be really all in, in your relationships and, um, especially those that where you've taken that vow. I mean, Romans 12, 18 says as much as it is in your power, live at peace with all men. So, and again, that's humanity, but we are, it's not just you know, the world, um, and peace, but I think it'd be a good thing if we actually live by that, but why not live by that in our homes first? And it's true that sometimes, you know, we all, we do all that's in our power, like you said, and peace is still not a reality. So it's not all on one person. It's actually on two. And I have a saying, um, that I heard a long time ago, marriage is a 50-50 proposition, but you have to be willing to give both 50s. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's good. <laughs> so it's good. I mean, it's a part of just living in peace. 
and, um, you know, not burying things, um, but definitely addressing things like you said. But so we understand, um, divorce, divorce, obviously we've been divorced and remarried to each other. So, um, ours was just as real as anybody else's. So don't misunderstand our point there. The thing is, there's so many books and conferences and retreats and counselors and therapists. And we personally hold marriage workshops and do, you know, like Jack said, counseling or coaching ourselves. The need is so great. And I'm proud of all who read and attend and avail themselves to the help that's available because divorce destroys everything in its path and um, breaking apart families and separating friends and choosing sides or financial um, ruin and destruction of our testimony, especially for uh, those, you know, who have faith as a part of their foundation. So I know I hear all the time, I can't live like this anymore, or don't I deserve some happiness in this life? And, you know, that's always, I I mean, it's true, because if a person is that unhappy, but what is happiness? And, and who are you expecting to make you happy would be the question. What in the world makes you think that divorce might bring happiness? Mm. Um, There isn't a whole lot of proof of that. I do Mm. my best, of course, to point people in the direction of their faith and um, his ability, Christ's ability to heal all kinds of brokenness. We're living proof of it. Right. In addition to that, then what I've found, at least in my own personal life, is that if I spend less time thinking about my needs and much more time about thinking about your needs, then I'm more likely to experience true happiness instead yeah. of if I dwell on whatever's not being done or, or anything like that, which there are very few. Well, you know, and, and uh, in regards to our divorce and remarriage, you know, we... Uh, we carry that. I feel like we really carry that with real humility, not pride, not like a look at us. Um, but we, we carry that with the humility and, and the recognition of the God's amazing ability to bring us back together and, and to build and begin to rebuild, uh, upon the rubble that we had, uh, mm-hmm. something. And he continues uh, to, to do that. And all of us, you know, we have to have, we, we need to have that kind of humility, uh, no matter what, when we fail or when we make a mistake or something mm-hmm. gets off track, you know, to accept things and to let it shape us and, and uh, those kind of things. It, it's, it's, um, um, you know, you don't want to be preachy. I get it. I, I get it. Well, you don't want to be preachy, but if you're going to get ahead and, um, in any business, you're going to study, you're going to take extra classes, you're going to get mentored by somebody in that trade uh, to be an expert in that field so you can make the highest income that you can actually make. And I used to say um, years ago, I wish there was a master's degree uh, or a doctorate in marriage. Um, when you think about how hard people work for career and God, good, good for you. And we all should do that. I do it as well. So do you. Um, but I, I, I want to be able to put the, the same amount of effort uh, towards our relationship and continue to be educated, learn, grow. And, um, and, and if we'll do that, we're going to continue to learn and grow. That doesn't mean in anybody in a career, they're always going to have some other struggles along the way, but they're committed to what that career is. This is what I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. And this is what I'm going to continue to do. And I'm going to continue to add to what I do um, so that we can have the result 
um, that, that we're looking for together. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And I know as pastors and ministry leaders, um, at least, or as parents, um, Jack and I take that responsibility very seriously. And I know first and second Timothy actually talk about, um, being counted faithful mm-hmm. and obtaining mercy for our former life. Yeah. And those words I have in, in, you know, in my head, just because, um, what we did, we did ignorantly and unbelief is what a part of that scripture says. And that, that, you know, there's grace that's provided for that. So at the time, you know, we can say, well, we were ignorant, but what, I'm not sure what our excuse would be now. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's like, we're, we're still ignorant in a lot of ways. Um, but it's usually pride or selfishness or unforgiveness or that stubbornness that I mentioned earlier that keeps us from, you know, being all that we can be as a marriage. Well, we could say this is good enough. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's good. That's good enough. Yeah. We're just going to stick it out, you know, and stay married and not have the blast that we have. I mean, we had so much fun driving, you know, to Mississippi where we spent the night there and then drove the rest of the way into Houston, you know, the next day, six and a half, seven hours, eight hours, whatever in traffic and, and all the different things. We just enjoyed it. You know, we had fun. We talked, we, I did a lot more work just, um, I think, you know, I, I my computer on my, on my lap, uh, not paying attention to your driving or other things that I may be wanting to that's help, help with. I you know that's what pay, I needed. To pay attention to your work so you don't have to pay attention to my exactly. driving. Exactly. <laughs> it works every time. <laughs> um, so I'm grateful for that. We, we, uh, we always say he can drive or talk. Um, and, um, not always as good at, at that's both, true. But that I can't true. drive and talk at the same time. <laughs> we'll I'll never it. forget. Sorry for the, uh, but we, every time we'd be driving on a trip, you know, going somewhere this years and years ago, uh, she said, how's come we don't really have a conversation? I'm like we don't really talk a lot on these trips sometimes. <laughs> and then we were coming back from that. I think that particular trip and we're in this deep conversation. We're just, uh, we're just going on and I'm a, I'm a talker, I'm a chatterbox and we're just talking and talking and talking. And like, I missed an exit. Um, uh, you know, which I'm in the wrong, I'm on the wrong road. And I remember I kind of teased her. You said, okay, here's the, here's the thing, honey, you're going to have to decide. Do you want, do you want to talk or do you want me to drive? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I decided anyhow. I want you to drive. I know. So, but we, we did talk. have, yeah, just, we, did. we have, but see, we had fun with that. And we listened to different <laughs> things too, didn't we? I mean, it's yeah, like we, we, we dug into a couple of podcasts. I yeah. mean, we didn't listen to our own, um, but we listened to some others and we laughed and, you know, we learned some things too from yeah, uh, what we listened to. Yeah, so thank you for, um, for hooking me up with that. But, you know, scripture says in Timothy that we're to be a pattern for those who are going to believe on him and um, for everlasting life. And mm. so, you know, are we the pattern that God was looking for? And, um, and I want to be that. I mean, I think we both do. That's something that um, we don't see it as like an obligation or, you know, guilty if we mess up. No. But I do think it's important to, um, to serve faithfully and endure and live godly and preach the word with our lives, not just our mouth. Well, there's a lot of patterns in the world right now, you know, and uh, we want to be that pattern. Uh, every, every, we, we hope every couple wants to be that pattern, mm-hmm. hopefully that pattern of here's a good marriage. That's what it looks like. So that younger people, people coming behind us, people around us, even peers with us go in what, uh, you have such a great, there's nothing wrong with saying you have, have a great marriage or you have a great family and nobody, yes, no one knows it. Everybody knows it's not perfect, yeah. but to be able to, you know, it's not bragging if it's true, um, right. You're a good athlete. You're a good runner. You're good. This good, that. And um, to say, you know, and this is the quality that we need maybe more in our land than ever is good, mm-hmm. solid families, good, solid marriages to build on a, on a great future that makes all the, uh, the difference in the world. 
And pursuing righteousness is a part of that um, 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. And I, I kind of highlighted that in my notes today mm-hmm. because I wanted to say, I looked up the word pursue because it, it says pursue righteousness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the word pursue actually means follow with a strong effort to overtake and to capture or to chase. So to chase the righteousness, what does that mean and what does that feel like? So mm-hmm. we've, we've taken a lot of time just talking about the idea and the vows and the I will and what, you know, what um, marriage and vows and divorce and things like that. But um, our topic for today is really devoted to attitudes that build a healthy, happy, marvelous marriage. And so one that goes the distance since we're talking about that marathon. I've never run a marathon. I know you have run several and so has Chad and um, but I and and I think he and Jeremy, Chad and Jeremy both um, ran um, some race. But I'm just saying I've never trained for a race or ran a race. I, and I wouldn't just get out there and just race without any right. training. And right. that's why I love your premarital counseling and things like that, because having that training really does matter. Mm-hmm. And a little bit at a time and just continuing to learn yeah. and continuing the focus of it. So um, so when it comes to those attitudes, there are several things like back in, uh, I think, 1995 we started teaching marriage intimacy classes Mm -hmm. and we did that out of our home we had our house we'd open it up to 10 couples they would sign up and um, participate in um, a a weekly um, and it was I think when we started it was like 13 weeks and then we we kind of brought it a little more realistic to eight weeks and I think it was really a great eight weeks two months worth so um, some of the things that we taught during then um, were these gifts um, that we can give by way of attitudes towards one another. So um, why don't you start with those? Well, you know, these are these are really emotional expressions um, from a heart and a mouth, um, you know, like giving appreciation or thankfulness or gratitude really, you know, that comes from our heart. You don't need, I don't need a credit card to be to appreciate you. I don't need to get a, get a loan. Um, I can appreciate you for the little things that you do, and that comes out of my mouth. I thank you so much for doing this, for being really thankful, or being grateful, you know, for uh, what what you've done, and recognizing those, those little small. Those, you can think it's a small thing, but it's really mm-hmm. just a it's a tremendous, you know. A, boost to the other individual when they hear these emotional expressions, you know, Mm -hmm. encouragement, you know, those, those things, um, you know, except, I mean, there's a, you you know, acceptance of, you know, that's a feeling that you project on someone that you're accepting who they are or what's, what's going on. But yeah, those things are, are highly valuable. Okay. Appreciation, thankfulness, gratitude, and you know, that involves words and so does encouragement and acceptance. I think a lot of times um, the opposite mm. we see, you know, it's like, why don't you do this? And where, where's that? And, you know, it's always a, um, instead of just a thank you for doing this, or I really appreciate that. And, you know, can I encourage you to, to take a break today? I always have to remind you or you remind yeah. me, you yeah. know, go hit some golf balls or, you know, things like that, that um, just help you to know that I care. And yeah. I, I don't, I want you to experience some fun. I don't want you to work in 12 hours a day like like we like we a lot of times do yeah and um and then a big one i think is forgiveness and that's next on the list so and that just means to grant pardon for or remission of something cease 
to demand the penalty for. And um, I think a lot of times we forget, we say, I'm sorry, and then it's like, okay, or, you know, instead we teach um, to say, I forgive you for X, Y, Z, so that there's a um, emotion meeting emotion, and we know what we're saying, I'm sorry for, and we know what we're saying, I forgive you for. Yeah, and the other thing that we, we try to add to that, too, is when someone gets hurt, um, is to ask them how they felt, you know, when that offense, you know, when that, when it hurt your feelings, you know, how did you feel, you know, because, uh, that's such an important thing to value, uh, somebody who did get hurt and not say, oh, you shouldn't feel like that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I felt that way too. I understand. Or, you know, you don't really understand, uh, as much as you think you do, how another person actually feels. I used to use the example, if someone's lost their father, you say, oh yeah, I understand how you feel, lost my dad. But the, the power of, of, oh, tell me about how you felt when you lost your father. Now, that's something that's drawing something out of their heart. Tell me when that offense happened. You know, we had that little mm-hmm. example, you know, when we were walking around and at that um, flea market. And uh, you remember the story. Oh, yeah. And I, tell I, that story. Inter- so that we story. were walking. Don't, don't tell the story. No, that's fine. Go okay, ahead. Okay, so t- don't <laughs> tell the story. All right. Shut Just off the tell, podcast. You're no. telling it on you. I know. I'm telling it on me. <laughs> we're walking around in this uh, flea market and uh, off of Jimmy Carter. And at that time, I was a the police chaplain uh, for that uh, for that for Duluth, and we're walking around, and and um, uh, this this officer recognized me. Hey, Chappie, that's what these call me. Hey, Chappie, what's going on? We're standing. I'm Stephanie's right. We're holding hands. Uh, she's on my right side. We're chatting away, and we took about two steps away after the conversation with the police officer, and uh, Stephanie said, uh, "Why didn't you introduce me?" And, um, and I said, uh, I, you know, I didn't remember. And, and she didn't say it in a snide, snotty way. She just, why didn't you introduce me? And I said, oh, I didn't remember his name, whatever, whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, uh, then later on that night, literally laying in, I'm laying in bed, I'm thinking about the day. And, um, I realized it was really offensive because the Lord reminded me of it like that. That wasn't very good. And she was just standing there. And so before I, I, so I brought the conversation back up. I said, I realized today that when I walked around, they didn't introduce you. And I, and I'm, I'm sorry for that. Before I ask you to forgive me though, please tell me how you felt. And I'll never forget this word. I'll never forget this. And this happened a number of years ago, but she said, I felt invisible. That's what she said. She felt invisible. And man, it just touched my heart. I mean, it just really pierced my heart. I go, wow. So here, here's what you wouldn't want to do. Oh, I've had, I've felt invisible a time or two. I'm sorry. No, you said, and here's what it is. You say, when the person is offended like that, I felt invisible. You go, and this is what I said, it makes me sad that that's how you felt. I feel sad that you felt that way because that's identifying with how they felt. And then I asked her if she would forgive me uh, for that. And she did forgive me. And we've never brought it up before. Until, until now. Today. <laughs> today now I feel on our it. wedding anniversary. <laughs> 49 years. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, the part of forgiveness means release from debt. So I don't, <laughs> I'm not holding it over your head anymore. No, um, you but did. I do remember that. And I think it's important that you not necessarily, uh, you know, want to rehash things from mm. years and years ago. That's not what we're saying. No. But I think in the moment, in the moment, listening to where the Lord speaks and just, or just your conscience, um, 
you know, if that's your, what you believe in, you know, where there's just something is like, oh, I wonder, you know, if I should have done something better or maybe I could have said something different. But I think a lot of times we think about our own self instead of the other person. And if we don't see what they're feeling and thinking uh, or how that made them feel, then we're, we're liable to, you know, just bury that, which is not good because then we continue to bury things that eventually are going to erupt. Well, these are emotional, you know, like comfort, walking alongside somebody, giving consolation and tender stuff. We just talked about that's that kind of empathy. These things uh, are are so valuable, and we run at such a helter-skelter pace that a lot of times we can just blow through mm-hmm. when we really need to at least go back and review the day or offering someone respect, you know, the value they can pay. Um, you know, the, the, who they, who they are, the worth that they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, being patient, um, and <laughs> Stephanie needs this maybe more than, uh, but be calmly enduring, tolerating, uh, giving grace and she does that. Um, but those are emotional, uh, parts of who we are as a human being and cultivating those emotions and those feelings and those touch points and recognizing that in one another. What does it really mean to support? Um, that's a more of emotional support than I, Hey, I paid the bills. You're supported. You're taken care of. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a physical thing. This is a, these were talking about emotional and yeah. the soul yeah. and the heart of mankind cooperating together. These things are, are invaluable to building and continue to build a strong family and in a marriage. Amen. And First uh, Corinthians thirteen is one that uh, one of the scriptures that should guide all of us, no matter what. But in marriage, certainly, love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envious. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Mm. Love never fails. And then again, down in verse 13 says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And um, figuring out what we want to focus on and what our core values are is, like I've said, it's the key. It's the foundation of all things that we do. So knowing that love conquers all and what love really is. Love isn't just goo-goo eyes and, and physical affection. It's deeper than that. And it can deepen over time because even like we're saying, every year we've just gotten closer and closer. I can't wait till, you know, I think 50 by 50, you know, we've, we've got our 50th year. We start today tomorrow tomorrow or whatever however that goes and um, so figuring out how we want to celebrate our 50th year maybe 50 things before we turn 50 maybe or or start that we'll we'll get a list list. we'll get a list going soon (laughs) stephanie's got uh, her next next list it's already labeled uh but hey it'll be fun filling it in together there you go philippians 4 8 whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there's any virtue and anything praiseworthy 
meditate on these things. So meditate's a pretty deep word. Like really think about it. Really spend some time on it. Think about these things Mm -hmm. instead of stewing about things and and stirring up all, you know, negative emotion or any of those other things. The scripture's pretty clear about what, you know, can bring life to us and satisfaction and healthy marriage. Totally. I mean, you know, we could frustrate each other, you know, and then go, but if we focus on, uh, okay, wait a minute. But I know that my, but here's what's really true. She loves me with all of her heart. Um, you know, she's pure in who she is, you know, those kind of things, right. Mm -hmm. It helps because the enemy, you know, we have an enemy that's are trying to, you know, stir things up all the time and just being aware of that and then focusing on the good things, the right thing, um, obviously makes all the difference in the world. Yay. So we realize that marriage can be tough. Uh, we've shared a lot of our ups and downs. Mostly we're trying to give you more points and, and um, some things to point forward. But after being married for 49 years, we've certainly had our share of difficulty. And all of it pretty much due to our own ignorance or pride or stubbornness, as that um, word keeps coming up. But we know that we both make mistakes and um, we both need grace and need mercy. And we try to guard our soul and our marriage because we believe it matters. It really matters to us, um, our love relationship. So not necessarily what others see, but what we know to be true in our household. So I know the consequences of um, what we do goes beyond our own lives and it reaches the lives of so many other people. And I think that's why Jesus said to whom much is given, much is required. Mm. Um, he's trusted us with much and we want to be trustworthy examples. Um, so if you're listening today and you're divorced, then we know it's been hard for you and it may have been hard for you to hear this. And, um, we mean no disrespect. Your pain is the reason why we stand for marriage and we are here to help you. Just like in every other area of my, um, Whole Food Health Coach, we're a preventionist. I'm a preventionist. I like to prevent sickness and disease and want to prevent sickness and disease in your marriage as well. So I want you all to be happy and fulfilled in your marriage like we are and the things that we share because we really do feel this way. I know it sounds kind of corny, but we really, really love each other that kind of way. And do I get an amen? Amen. Okay. And it should sound that way for everybody, right? Yeah. Don't be afraid to be corny. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't be, be corny. <laughs> yes. Remember your vows. Honor them. And the mate that you promised that I do and I will... And don't take them for granted. Go the extra mile. Take the high road on your marvelous marriage marathon. And by all means, live to be an example. Um, And do that by examining your own heart Mm. and focusing on the Father's ability to mold and shape us, like we said before. Um, Because that's the only reason that we can say 49 years later, here we are and our our boys and our grandkids and um, and our great-grands and others. Um, you know, can be blessed by that as well. So we've had to offer plenty of grace and mercy to each other and forgiveness. And we're sure you have too. So um, it, because we, we have to give it out because we're going to need a heavy dose of it probably, you know, in the next moment or two, you know, because that's just the way it works. That is how it works. You know, and I try to, you know, one of the things that I, I, uh, I, I remind myself of from time to time that one of the things the Lord gave me uh, an, an analogy on is that when you when you watch a movie, um, you know, you watch a two-hour movie, 
and um, you know, there's a at the very beginning of the movie you kind of like the guy, then a middle of the part of the movie you can't stand the guy, then uh, at, towards the end of the movie you love the guy. You'd want to have, you'd want to be best friends with him, <laughs> you know. Uh, the, the the significant thing about a movie is you can kind of pause it and uh, just let it sit there for a minute, right? We don't really get a pause on our life, but here's the deal: our life is an unfolding story, and we're wherever you're at. In the, in your in your story right now it could be one of those scenes that other people are watching it might be squeamish or like oh my gosh or whatever happened there but if they'll let that story continue to unfold they'll be surprised about what happens next and all of a sudden they're cheering for you and you're seeing tremendous victory and things in your life and mm-hmm. we cannot judge our life based on the one moment in the story any more than you turn a movie off after a one moment because you want to see how it unfolds and mm-hmm. God's got great things for you. I love that. So just in uh, a couple things to leave you with, uh, to work on, we try to focus on the heart. Jack mentioned it earlier, not just the actions, because there's certain actions that we think we know why somebody did something or why somebody said something. And instead of focusing on the what happened or the actual action that maybe we don't find so pleasant um to just focus on their heart and that's what he said and that's the way I thought I'm like no he wouldn't do that on purpose and you know he wasn't trying to ignore me when he didn't introduce me um you know it wasn't like that I just wanted to be a part of your world at that moment and so but I can't I can't think in my head or I you know oh well he he's embarrassed of me or he's ashamed of me or or you know whatever um and then the, the next thing is to examine our own heart in the process. Whatever's happened, um, you know, just to know that um, Psalm 139 says, search me, O oh God. It's me, O oh me, it's me, you know, standing in the need of Amen. prayer. It's another song. But, um, you know, I think a lot of times we, we forget. We're so busy examining the other person and, and maybe their motives and stuff that we forget that maybe we're overreacting or maybe we've got the wrong idea or, you know, we just need to talk about something. And, um, and get beyond it. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is we assess where we may be out of line ourselves. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's what's most important if, if you know, kind of owning those things where maybe we've made a mistake or we've said something or we've said something even on purpose, I think, um, because that happens. But most of us are too busy, like I said, examining uh, the other person to see what we may be missing. And if we're to succeed in a marriage, then that's got to become a part of the habit um, yes. is the more more likely than not we hold others to a higher standard than we live up to ourselves <laughs> <laughs> so and I love Bill Heibel said given the right set of circumstances any of us are capable of anything yeah. and that's why we we do talk a lot about protecting your home protecting your marriage and yeah. being there for one another and even Paul said but for the grace of God go I any of us could be um, swept away in certain situations if we're not careful and so uh, that's why we need that grace and mercy for each other and those attitudes will go a long way to having a marvelous marriage yeah. and uh, taking it the, the long distance you know taking the long distance yeah absolutely and it, it, the principles even if you didn't believe in the bible you could take the principles out of the bible and apply them they're still true god would honor them you All know true. that while you were saying that you know, reminded you know take the log out of your own eye before you take mm. the speck out of your brother's and uh, really get this kind of self-examination. Like, I said, like before I respond, let me take a look and see if I've got anything blocking my vision here. There you before go. Before I kind of get into anything. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you That's know, with you and vice beautiful. versa, right? So, yeah, it's just a, 
I mean, we we know this, whatever we, but on the I do, on the I'm going to do this. This is these are the things I'm going to I'm going to practice. It's not just something I say I'm going to do, but I'm going to practice those things. What does it mean to honor and cherish? That's your homework for assignment. So today, in my final thoughts for us, it is. First of all, I want to say thank you for celebrating yes. our wedding anniversary. And thank you, Jack, for yeah. being here on our anniversary. And this whole month has been super fun. They're probably not even going to want Stephanie Wolf back, you know, without Jack. Uh-huh, so yeah. um, I'm already getting all these emails and, and everybody like, I love Jack. So he's so lovable. That's um, definitely true. So we're celebrating not just our marriage today, but we're celebrating your marriage. We're celebrating all marriage. Yes. And no matter how long you've been married or what your story is today we celebrate you so I just want to encourage you to renew your vows maybe relive those emotions that you felt on the day of your wedding dress up and celebrate your union as husband and wife Um, it's a beautiful partnership and we appreciate our history together very much we could go on and on about all the um, ways we've disappointed each other or the ways we've really blessed each other and uh, because we have a lot of them but we love talking about it and if we can help in any way you know we're here for you and to all of you who are listening we appreciate you You've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf and Jack Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. I invite you to subscribe to Work Well together so that we can work well one week at a time. And information concerning our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, our individual coaching programs, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally and maritally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life. Choose life.